from Radio Cayman's Newsroom, I'm Shana Gallego with your latest news. A new East End subdivision on Crown land is given the green light by the Central Planning Authority. Radio Cayman's Carsley Fuller reports. At their March 15th meeting, the CPA got a pitch from the Lands and Survey Department for a 54-lot subdivision on Austin Connolly Drive in East End. The land is currently listed as vacant and also houses Sunrise Cottage on one of the parcels of land. The subdivision would include 51 residential lots ranging between a quarter of an acre to 0.4 acres and would also include one lot at two acres for an, quote, old age home. While there were no objections, the Department of Environment in its comments pointed out that the site consists of sparsely vegetated rock in the northern part, quote, primary dry shrubland habitat, which is in severe decline and highly threatened as a result of land conversion for human activities. The DOE says the site was nominated by a member of the public for protection back in 2022 because it has a unique geology and landscape that could position it as a hell east. The National Conservation Council had actually resolved to consider the area for conservation and discuss with relevant landowners, including the Crown, which holds the land that this particular application is in relation to, whether they are open to the process, adding that if the site is developed, quote, the opportunity to create a tourist attraction or protected area is permanently lost. Therefore, the DOE asks that the project be reconsidered. District Administration's Acting Chief Officer Wilbur Welcome told the CPA at the meeting that this is a pilot project for providing affordable housing, adding that government would put the lots on the market at cost. He explained that the subdivision will be integrated with social housing, like commercial, a community center, a senior's home, and a park, with the goal of providing affordable housing for Caymanians and a new senior's home. When asked about timing, Mr. Welcome noted that they would like to finish the subdivision works this year. The CPA granted the project conditional approval. Reporting for Radio Cayman News, I'm Carsley Fuller. Workforce Opportunities and Residency Cayman Work reveals a hefty $82,000 in fines. This report now from Radio Cayman's April Cummings. During the first quarter of 2022, Workforce Opportunities and Residency Cayman levied administrative fines amounting to $82,690 CI on companies and individuals for breaching the Immigration Transition Act 2022 revision. The fourth quarter fines related to 48 offenses, with the top main offenses being employing people without a permit, people working outside the terms and conditions of a permit, and making a false representation. Work Director Jeremy Scott says they acknowledge that there's been a delay in processing. However, employers who become impatient and allow their workers to work without permits or to work outside the terms of their permits may open themselves up to greater scrutiny and be flagged as high risk, potentially perpetuating delays in the future processing of applications. As to how the $82,000 in Q1 fines compares to the past, well, in all of 2022, there were 153 breaches for a total fine amount of 351,660 CI dollars. 320,210 of that was collected, 30,400 remains to be collected, and just over $7,000 was deemed uncollectible. April Cummings, Radio Cayman News. Individuals who want to make a complaint or provide information about illegal working activities or other breaches of the Immigration Act may do so anonymously by completing the online form on www.work.ky under the Complaints tab or by directly reporting the complaint to workcomplaints at gov.ky. A prospect robbery is under investigation. Details from Radio Cayman's Felicia Rankin-Solins. 
Shortly before 8.40 p.m. yesterday, April 3rd, the Royal Cayman Islands Police Service officers responded to a robbery in the vicinity of Party Lane in Prospect. It was reported that a bus driver had picked up three male passengers in Bodden Town and was traveling eastbound along Shamrock Road. Upon reaching the vicinity of Party Lane, the men brandished a knife at him and robbed him of a quantity of cash. They then fled from the location on foot towards Mahogany Way. The driver was not injured during the incident. The suspects are described as all wearing black hoodies. One of the men is described as being of light complexion, about 5'8 in height, with hair styled in cane rows. The second and third men are both described as being of dark complexion and about 5'8 in height. Police are asking anyone who may have witnessed the incident or seen anything suspicious in the area around the time to contact Georgetown CID at 949-4222. I'm Felicia Rankin-Zollins. In more police news, the RCIPS is looking for your help in locating the driver of a recently discovered damaged and abandoned vehicle. It was found by police shortly after 10 p.m. on Sunday, April 2nd, on Seaview Road in East End. The vehicle is a 1998 silver BMW 520i sedan, registration number 146683. It was towed from the location. Anonymous tips can be provided to the confidential tip line at 9 Four nine seven 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 seven, or via rcips.ky. In other local news, Lord, we glorify you. Lord, we glorify you. Today we have the National Day of Prayer. Every year on the Tuesday before Easter, we have a gathering where we pray for our nation. We pray for all those who are in leadership over us. We pray for our families, our youth. We pray for the general well-being of the Cayman Islands. Pastor Torrance Bob there from the Cayman Islands Ministers Association, along with visiting evangelist Dennis Wilson, just two of today's participants in the National Day of Prayer outside the old glass house next to the government administration building. Members of the public and civil servants turned out for the event, which featured pastors and prayer from a variety of denominations. And we leave you with this one. A series of meetings designed to honor the women who paved the way for female voting in the Cayman Islands wrapped up recently. Here's CIHTV's Donna Bush with more. Celebrate Cayman culminated its Women's Right to Vote celebrations last week with the final event at the Georgetown Public Library. Honorable Premier Mr. Wayne Panton was in attendance and offered praise to the leaders of the women's suffrage movement for their contributions to Caymanian democracy. He also noted that in a united voice, the women wanted their rights and challenged the customs that had been accepted for so long at that time. In 1957, that all changed. 358 strong Caymanian women stood up, came together, signed this petition demanding women's right to vote and hold public office in our country, in the Cayman Islands. This was a revolutionary move on their part. You can imagine, in those days, you know, the, the custom and the expectations for people to have and understand what their particular roles were in society and in the community. Um, Those are not easy things to go against. A commemorative plaque uh, bearing the names of uh, suffragettes was placed outside Constitution Hall and was unveiled to attendees by current female parliamentarians. 
Well, on September 23, 1959, Caymanian women finally participated in the electoral process for the very first time. Many local women attended the celebration held. That is CHTV's Donna Bush there. And we'll leave you with this one. The Department of Children and Family Services celebrates its social workers. The theme for Social Workers Month 2023 is Social Work Breaks Barriers, and Friday was a big day for the department. Former Director of Social Services Angela Martins was invited to a special event marking the occasion as the keynote speaker. Now, I don't know the criteria for selection, but I'm going to make some assumptions that it covers both a demonstration of best practice in case management, as well as the individual being a good team member. And in so being a good team member, contribute to the overall health of good practice within the department. I want to add into, it's not listed in the criteria. What is super critical if you profess to be a social worker is a good sense of humor. Social workers must be able to laugh at the unthinkable not because you find it funny, but because it's a release from the tension inside of you. The minister responsible and the acting governor presented several social workers' awards in several categories. These included Manager of the Year. That is your latest local news. From Radio Cayman's Newsroom, I'm Shana Gallego.